I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Guys, I'm between jobs. I gotta pay rent. I need money. Subscribe to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Matthew Donald. There you can find bonus content for this show, Paleo Bites. A little bit of bonus content for my show, The Ritwit, currently on indefinite hiatus. But mostly Paleo Bites stuff. And the Paleo Bites bonus content, we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. And this month, we're talking about The Lost World, book 1995. Specifically, the Michael Crichton sequel to Jurassic Park, the book version. It's very confusing. He named it... A title that's like other classic dinosaur story, and it's a sequel to another classic dinosaur story, but not the movie version, the book version. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the book version. It's very confusing. Why did you call it that? At least it's not as confusing as the movie version, where it's The Lost World, colon, Jurassic Park. It should be the other way around! Anyways, we're talking about that Michael Crichton sequel to the Michael Crichton book, Jurassic Park. That's pretty good. You can definitely tell that the later Jurassic World movies, particularly Dominion, took a lot of inspiration from them. Link is in the description where you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support. Have a good day. Help me pay rent, please! Ah, I don't want to get evicted! Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that's giraffe kicking good. My name is Matthew Dahl, and each week I'd rotate series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by someone who's also giraffe kicking good. It's Ben O'Regan. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Hi again, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Ah, uh, man. So, uh, uh, last we heard you on the podcast proper, uh, you had COVID. Uh, you're feeling better now, yes? Yes, much better. And that was oh. ages ago. <laughs> I know it was, but because the last episode we recorded together that was released was Austral- Australotitan, and you were pretty beat during that one. <laughs> That's right, and these do go out in a kind of random order, too. Yeah, yeah well, not kind of, well, I mean, they all come out in, yeah, in order, but they also come out like, uh, it, it takes a while between each. Yeah, yeah well, you so, got editing uh, and stuff to do. <laughs> Cause like, cause you know, since I record with a bunch of people, and I don't want to have a bunch with one co-host in a row, and then a bunch with another co-host in a row, I have a whole back catalog, and then I just go and you know, I, I change the order around, you know. So like, I'm I hopefully <laughs> can record two with you today. We might be able to make that work if these are shorter, which I think we could probably do, um, yeah. because I do need to get these done. But we'll just cut um, the rambling but, down uh, then. <laughs> And this is going to be the dice-related question, me just talking about the backstory behind how this show works. <laughs> so uh, so I'm record, recording two with you, but then I, I sometimes record like three or four with you, and then I'm recording four with someone else and four with someone else. And I've recorded all these 
Hmm. And so then that's just like, okay, this one, you're next, and then this co-host, and that co-host, and that co-host, and then... Oh, yeah, so they on. don't all come out and like, Ben, 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 it might be like Ben, then another person, yep. and so on. Yep, 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 Ben, Christina, Lexi, uh, Natasha, Ben... Your nephew. Uh, Natasha, Lauren, yep, all these other people. Yep, so that's kind of how it works. Uh, also, I'm switching to Acast rather than Libsyn because apparently it pays a lot better, and also it seems to be more popular, and it pushes listeners further out more out oh is this the actual platform that it goes on beyond the website yeah 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 so like this is how i'm hosting it like you can you can download it like at like itunes or apple podcasts Mm. or like uh amazon or spotify same as always but like i thought you took it off um spotify whichever one it was because of the whole rogan thing i put it back on that was that uh, honestly i'm going to admit it that was just me being like everyone else is doing it so i'm gonna do it (laughs) yeah fair enough uh i can understand knee-jerk reactions i've done them often enough oh yeah absolutely i mean like i don't agree with a lot of what rogan says but at the same time like i don't know it's just i mean i don't really listen to rogan but i'm pretty sure it's not necessarily all just stuff he believes is that he also like he uses his platform be it someone be left right or oh no it. a lot of people have gone on to there have done good like like uh neil degrasse tyson has gone on there directors have gone on there like there's a reason why it's a big show jordan it's... peterson and alex jones too. yeah unfortunately yeah people like alex jones have also gone on there but oh man but yeah so can't be helped when they're good friends or so i hear uh, that's the, that's when it gets bad so uh man but uh mm. anyways so I guess you could say, like, the mm. whole thing, it's like like just a whole bit of horny devils, wouldn't you say? And speaking of which, we're talking about, <laughs> oh, Carnotaurus. Yes, indeed. Took your thunder this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't worry, listeners, I'm not a douche. Uh, I mean, not always, <laughs> but neither am I. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So it means meat-eating mm. bull. Notice it's in Taurus instead of Saurus. Mm. So... I always thought yeah. it was kind of cool. Uh, but like how some dinosaurs that have explicitly feminine names are named Sora, not Sora. I used to think it was Myasaurus, it's Myasaurus. Right, exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine a Carnotaura? That'd be interesting. <laughs> but... Wouldn't that mean meat-eating cow? That would! You're right! Oh. I wouldn't want to name a dinosaur there. That sounds like an insult. Like, oh, you cow. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it does. Bulls, it sounds like... Oh, it's so tough, cow. Yeah, it's, I guess it's the patriarchy at work. <laughs> but, uh, so... I know, it'd be like, imagine you're a Carnotaurus and you're going into the DMV and then you have to speak to Janice, the Carnotaurus, at the friggin' um, DMV. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, that was... Yeah, I get that. <laughs> or like a... Yeah. Uh, type is an abelosaurid theropod, of which this is by far the most famous one, although not actually the biggest. It is pretty big, though. It's 24.5 to 26 feet, slash so 7.5 to 8 meters long, 1.5 to 2 tons. Hmm. Not quite as big as you see it in Disney's Dinosaur, but at the time, the remains when compared. Oh, not at all. But, I, I, I again, I, I don't mind the fact that they used it. It's a distinctive-looking dinosaur. Uh, sp- oh, it's well popularized it. Speaking of Myasaura, I have also learned that apparently that hmm. was supposed to be in Disney's Dinosaur too. There was some concept art of it, but then for the reason they didn't use it. Hmm. So. Uh, like we discussed with the special episode for that, I think it was, yeah. um, 
there was a whole bunch of stuff going for that, like originally Paul Verhoeven was going to direct right, it, and right. it was going to end with the asteroid hitting. And pa- when Paul and Verhoeven so directed on. it, I don't think it was even a Disney movie then, right? Didn't Disney kind of like take the rights of it? Or Disney know. somehow ended up with it. Yeah, but it wasn't It wasn't like this, like, hey, this is going to be our next Disney movie. That's not how it started. So, no, no, I'm not sure how that happened, actually. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, time like Cretaceous, 72 to 66 million years ago, so this was one of the ones at the end. Uh Location. Very successful work. Oh, yeah, six million years. That's pretty good. Uh, location, Argentina. Part, described in- Going by where it is um, at the time period, um, a lot of people that, um, might not know this, but mm-hmm. earlier in the early and mid-Cretaceous, the Carnotaurids. Yeah. Um, not Carnotaurids, sorry. Um, Abelosaurids. Uh, what's the name? Yeah, like um, Giganotosaurus and stuff. Oh, the, the Carcarodontosaurids, yes. Yeah, brain was jumbled there, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, used to dominate, and they might have still been around in the late Cretaceous, but if they were, the fossil evidence doesn't really seem supported, yeah, at least no, as far the... as I know. It seems like the Abelosaurus took over a bit like how in the north, um, the Acrocanthosaurids died out, and the Cyanoraptors, and you had the Tyrannosaurus take over, which aren't Carnosaurs, they're um, Silurosaurs. Uh, they're Silurosaurs, yeah. Yeah, hmm. exactly. Uh, and sort of like how, like, Sauropods used to be all over, but then in the Cretaceous, they were pretty much only in Gondwana because the ornithopods, like the little duckbills and whatever, and the ceratopsians took over. So sometimes bigger doesn't always mean better. Yeah, and then when you get to the end of the Cretaceous, though, they're coming back on, like, Hetag Island and the other European islands at the time, and then Elamosaurus is like, hello, all this continent are belong to us, <laughs> to use old meme terminology. Exactly. Well, out. Oh, that is such an old meme. I love it, though. Uh, Alamosaurus, though, is an interesting one because, like, it's, like, the only... It's a long neck that lived at the time of uh, T-Rex and place of T-Rex. A lot of people seem to forget that T-Rex did live with a long neck, but it wasn't designed to eat that, though. It was designed... Yeah. It probably could have, though. Probably could have, but I feel like it had to be desperate. It had to be a baby. Um, or if they got their big jaw around the leg, just bit it, crunched, and then backed off. But I don't think they would have had that particular type of hunting method. I feel like maybe, yeah, because like, it, it would have to be a baby and have to wrap it around the neck. or Because like, like its jaws are meant for mm. crushing rather than ripping. So that's why like the mm. carcardontosaurs are meant sort for ripping. Sort of like ripping. a crocodile's jaw. Yeah. Carcardontosaurs are meant for ripping, which is why they could nip at the, at the leg and bring it down that way. So. Mm. Anyway, so Carnotaurus was described in 1985, pop culture appearances. It first appeared in the Jurassic Park sequel novel, The Lost World, which had the purely speculative ability to change colors like a cuttlefish. Uh, which and I'm pretty sure Crichton includes that it has either been like from a frog or a cuttlefish or even a chameleon, just something Engine filled the gaps with. But the whole point was, we don't know what these animals would have been like, right. so and it was as out there as it may be. And, and that was the inspiration for the uh, Indominus in Jurassic World, which is cool. But uh, as well as that, yep. it famously appeared in Disney's Dinosaur, as we said. And like you said, it's disappearance to put it in the mainstream. It also hmm. appeared in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic World Dominion, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, Dinosaur King, Terra Nova, and the video game Zoo Tycoon 2, Ark Survival Evolved, Jurassic Park Builder, Jurassic World The Game, Jurassic World Alive, Jurassic World Evolution, and Dino Crisis 3. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So. Donner Crisis free, it wasn't on that. Uh, Well, according to my research, it was. My research uh, for what pop culture it was in, it it could be incorrect. So, because I've never played Dino Crisis 3. And that's probably my fault. I didn't cover it very well when you and me did that podcast on Dino Crisis and stuff. Back on the Patreon, so... Mm. Uh, yeah, wow, that's three Patreon episodes we've referenced <laughs> that we've done just this episode. God, this is a real advertisement for my Patreon. <laughs> Sorry um, about that. No, it's good. I like that. More money, please. Um, so, uh, the Abelosaurids were an interesting group of dinosaurs for many different reasons. Uh, one, they had puny arms, far smaller than even that of Tyrannosauruses. They're very primitive, too. Yeah, unlike the Rex's arms, the Rexes had surprising strength in their arms. The Abelosaurids' arms, though, were completely useless, mm. practically vestigial and they lacked claws, and they probably would have completely atrophied had that blasted meteor hadn't mm. hit. And There and are the group some related um, species, I think what they call the Noasaurus, which is like Miyasakasaurus, which we've also covered. From yeah, yeah, Madagascar. those ones, They yeah. did have uh, more functional arms, but even in them, the arms are bloody small. Oh, absolutely. For the material we currently have, though, Carnotaurus, it's the biggest known abelosaurid, but there are a few others with scant remains that might have been bigger or equal in size, mm. such as Ecrixinotosaurus and Pycnonemosaurus. Pic- Pic- Those don't roll off the tongue quite the same way. Yeah, as I haven't heard that one. I thought you were thinking of the Prescactas from Speculator Dinosaur Project for a minute. You know, the African kind of um, abelosaurus. Oh, yeah, that's right. Those are cool. No, I do know that Pycnonemosaurus, that one was recently introduced in, I think, Path of Titans in an update. So <laughs> I, I haven't that one has played a- that or seen or whatever it is. I just saw an ad for it. I haven't played it either. But as well as being large for the family, Carnotaurus's most notable feature is its prominent pair of horns formed by the frontal bones of the skull, six inches in length apiece. And very thick, scaly skin. Yeah, that's true. They have, like, those scoots, kind of like a crocodile. Other than Ceratosaurus, which I guess were more like evolved crests, this is the only known theropod dinosaur with such a pair of horns. Although I guess, like, Ceratosaurus didn't have a, uh, brow horns, it had a nose mm. horn. Sometimes it's head... Mm. It, but it's they head- are closely related to the ancestors of the, um... Mm-hmm. Abelosaurids, if they're not their actual ancestors. Yeah, Ceratosaurus is an interesting group. Like, it's it's not as well known. Abelosaurids, like, you get into, like, that whole... What about the Neovenators and the Megaraptorans? It's like, where are all these kind of mm. linked in? Then the Megalosaurids... Then you got other spotty groups here. Megalosaurids, as you said, which Spinosaurids <laughs> apparently uh, radiation. They're apparently have. closely related, yeah. So, all these different groups. The Manoraptorans and the Ceratosaurids, it seems to be more, uh, more figured mm. out where all those are all linked. And even then, we're still a bit confused by the whole Dromaeosaurid Trodontid split. That's true. They're similar, but not. Well, then, like you have the like the aforementioned Alvarezzoids, where it's like, mm. yeah, these are bird-like, but they're not birds. <laughs> they're not fully birds. They seem to be on the same path, but not quite. I don't know. Like, mm. 
And how do birds fit in? How does Archaeopteryx fit in? It's way earlier yeah. than all the others. Like uh, Archaeopteryx, I remember they used to think it was the first bird. Now, aren't we sure it's just a dromaeosaurid? I think it might be. I don't know if it's quite dromaeosaurid, because like, no Jurassic dromaeosaurid has been fully uncovered. I think Archaeopteryx is something else. But it's something like Coelophyte. Not Coelophyte, it's Compsognathus. Hold on, let me check, actually. <laughs> well, they did think um, one of the seven or eight fossils was a Coelophysis at first, because it didn't have um, distinct enough feather imprint and then they checked the fo- um, bones and found that it had the helix claw like the raptor's do, or whatever you call that bone that the claw's on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah on the second toe, the, the, the claw, the curved mm. one. So it's in yeah, yeah. A, a group that's called the Paraves, um, which is like a big group. It's a big clade uh, that also includes the dromaeosaurids, truodontids, anchiornithids, and possibly the scansoriotergids, which that's what ye is. Hmm. Uh, you know, Yee, the big bat yeah. one. <laughs> Yee, the animal, not Yee, the racist rapper. <laughs> Whatever kind Oh, that's Yay. Oh, it's Yay. I thought it was Yee. Well, I, th- I think it's Yay because he's, he's caught Yay. And uh, so I figured it was Yay, but maybe it, maybe it isn't. I don't know. I also don't care. Either way, let's not give that jackass attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, I think, to be fair, the dinosaur is pronounced E because it's Chinese. Just E. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, cards horse. The thing about these horns... Of course, it's not really known what, what they're for. Apparently, one hmm. crazy paleontologist is like, did they use them for hunting? But, like, no, they were too short and blunt. And also, to be fair, there have actually been zero cases of horns being used specifically as an offensive weapon. They tend to be defensive. Hmm. You're not used for hunting, hmm. so... They could have been used in um, mating disputes between males, like, mm-hmm. not necessarily, like, ram-type charging, like, um... Pachycephalosaurids were speculated to have done or some ceratopsis, but you know, like trying to, like, with a circle around each other, doing those circle dances some predators do, looking for an opening, and then they'll like whack each other in the flank. Right, that's the thing, too. Also, keep in mind the horns might have been longer in real life because they might have had like a keratinous covering akin to bovid horns, you know? True, that's something people forget about. Raptor claws, for example, they were big, but yeah, they the nail bigger would... and longer, but they also wouldn't have been serrated, so they were probably more likely to grab in as a meat hook. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. They don't even think, or like, well, they used to think that you were used for slashing, but now they think. Grant even mentions well, it in um, Dom- in, in Dominion. Dominion. That's where I was going to bring that up. Yeah. That he's like, now we think we just use it to puncture into the right in the throat. Yeah, so I love that bit where he's just standing there looking around, and Beta just keeps appearing from the shadows, like trolling them, like it's looking for an opening. The pants. well, I also like when like uh, Owen and Maisie are doing the hand thing, and eventually Grant does it, <laughs> and he's like, ah, it's like, oh, it's coming full circle. I love Dominion, man. It's great. Yeah, I, again, we know people have problems with it, but we both liked it. And like father, like daughter of um, Anna Maisie, there's no genetic match, but it doesn't matter. He's her dad. Exactly, exactly. But here's the thing, in terms of ramming, it's been hmm. hypothesized that actually it might have helped with it. Uh, they might have been used to the distribution of the compressive forces without damaging the brain. Hmm. So, like, also Cartoris had a very short skull, like all Beale Swords, but also a thick neck. That means there'd be hmm. less surface area to receive the shock and a stronger core to withstand it. Yeah. So I remember there's been debates about how effective they were at hunting due to their teeth like they're sharp, but they weren't very specialized or as like an Allosaurids and stuff. So maybe the neck was like they grab onto something and they go crocodile-like, like they use the neck to absorb the shock force and they just sort of thrash the thing around and twist their neck to like rip the meat off. Well, that's the thing too. And also like also to help with their hunting, here's the thing about Cartoris a lot of people tend to forget. It's fast. Hmm? Uh, it's actually one of the fastest oh, yeah. theropods known. Like, studies have shown of its caudal and thigh muscles that could have reached speeds up to 35 miles per hour. Bloody yeah. hell. That, uh, 
an F comparison on mine, but I'd probably say that a bit cheetah was probably built for sp um like as a pursuit hunter. Then, oh yeah, like, absolutely. Well, because like ignoring whether it was a pack hunter or not, we will never know off a lot of that. But maybe they chased something down, and that's why they didn't have such specialization in their teeth. The whole idea was to get it down, and then eat it. There, right? Exactly. That's the thing. Carnotaurus mm -hmm. actually was pretty lightly built. It definitely wasn't as bulky. I mean, even even regarding the size, it wasn't as bulky as it was in Disney's dinosaur either. Like it was more mm -hmm. slender. It's ironically the shrink wrapped versions as they're often called in Jurassic Park which underestimate the muscle mass and stuff yeah. would probably be a lot closer to yeah, the, its actual yeah the thing. Jurassic Park ones like the Jurassic like the ones in Fallen Kingdom onwards they're much closer to being accurate they're still a little bit too big but they're much closer in size mm. than Disney's dinosaur so yeah. and for people that aren't familiar with shrink wrapping because we might as well include this yeah. That's more reference to what you see in a lot of games and um, especially earlier stuff from the 80s and 90s where while the yeah. dinosaurs were getting more accurate, like they weren't sprawling or tail dragging right, or right. so dumb idiots anymore. They often don't estimate enough of the um, muscle and actual skin buildup on the animal, so it's almost just like the bone impressions with skin lightly pulled yeah, over. Yeah, just like, you could, like if you look at the T Rex head in Jurassic Park, particularly the first one, you can see the shape of the yeah. skull, including like the holes in it. Yeah, and I mean, personally, it's something I don't mind because I'm so bloody used to it. I, I actually have trouble adjusting to more accurate. That's the thing I'm used to. Like, if you see the uh, mm. more accurate T-Rex in, like, Prehistoric Planet from earlier this year, mm. it's chonkier, and I'm not quite used to it. I'm like... Yeah, same here. It looks too friendly. It looks it looks like I could give it a big old hug. Like, But I'm sure it's more accurate. Yeah. It's just it's one of those things that you're more likely just to see people getting really aggro over on the more hardcore oh, yeah. um, part of the paleo artists and dinosaur fans you know just one yeah like, you know i get they're not I mean, bad people but it's the stop having fun guys yeah that's types. the thing oh the paleo community no community especially on twitter is immune to toxicity like i've seen people say the inaccurate portrayals of dinosaurs in the jurassic world franchise is basically mm. like blackface i'm like oh my god <laughs> oh i'm sorry but that's ridiculous that is so ridiculous Oh my god, they're movies! They're not documentaries! Calm down! And even if they were documentaries, that's not the same. Trust Twitter to have bloody idiots on it. Yeah, anyways. Well, let's rate Carnotaurus yeah. 1 out of 65 million. Uh, I'm gonna give it like a... 55 in my end. I'm gonna give it a little bit higher. I'm gonna give it like 56 or 67 million. I think probably because it made such an impression on me as a kid in Di Disney's Dinosaur. Especially <laughs> considering they called it just Carnotaur in that, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, like, like the reason I'm writing it down is because I already have a favorite South American theropod and I'm not letting this skinny bugger take its place. <laughs> you're not You're not giving this any room. Giganosaurus is in its own corner and Carnotaurus is just over there, pouting and crossing its tiny arms. Well, I can't do that. Imagining that it's crossing its tiny arms. <laughs> it's ironic, they probably never really met because I think Carnotaurus is from a lot later. Yeah, so. I think there's like a 10, 20 million year period in between, mid to yeah. versus late. Shame. Oh, uh, man. Well, that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact me at MattD at MatthewDonCreator.com for any direct questions to me or any of the co-hosts. You can find me on social media at MatthewDonCreator on Facebook and MatthewDon64 everywhere else. I have a book series on Amazon, Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. I don't... I think... Did I use Carnotaur? I know I did in the earlier ones uh, with uh, the ones that you read with Saro or whatever. Yeah, and the clone army and stuff. Yeah, but I don't know if I had a Carnotaur in the... I mean, if I did, it wasn't a major character. I don't know. Uh, I, I probably did. Hold on. This is bothering me. How did I not use Carnotaurus? I um, could have sworn you... Oh, wait. I did use it. According to this, apparently, in one of the first scenes of the first chapter, the bounty hunter, Andra, goes into a place and enters, like, a code 
to someone who's at the shop to go to the secret base and there's a car tourist there so. you also used it on the mars battle in the very first um version yes. of mrs Ott with the yes. um clone army and then um i think albert um trapped one of them in one of those shield bubbles they used and sent the poor bugger flying off in the space to suffocate i do not remember that but i believe that sounds like something i would have written that was dark <laughs> that sounds like something i would have written so well, like, this is the same book that had um a psychotic robot that created a nuclear coffee bomb i remember that <laughs> i think that was my idea wasn't it <laughs> uh, probably i don't know yeah. <laughs> i also have Another podcast called The Ritwits, Two Twits Talk About Ridding. Currently on definite hiatus, but hopefully they'll come back. But that's it for this week. It's at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites. Uh, just the car tourist roar from Dinosaur. I don't know what that sounded like. You know, honestly, I see this thing looking more like just bulldog barking. Like, well, <laughs> apparently even if Suggest Dinosaurs didn't have typical anyway. vocal cords, so they probably would have made horrible bird-like squawks, uh, at least in the Predators, and rumbling uh, i don't know if i believe that because crocodiles also have throaty growls well that's so. what i was getting to but i mean you wouldn't have had anything like the famous like the tyrannosaur roar. growl from um, roar from Jurassic park well i mean to be fair animals rarely roar even in modern day like tigers like one of the only animals that roars even then they only do it rarely in fact most times in movies when you hear a lion roar it's actually usually a tiger roar <laughs> like, yeah, and when the lion does roar it's generally the male when it's usually a warning like other horny males this is my territory stay away from my woman basically is how it comes out and it's usually much weaker sound it sounds nothing like it does in the lion king <laughs> <laughs> anyways bye <laughs> 